Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. Welcome to Pow Bitcoin, your quick market update. Today is July 22nd, 2017. Okay, so my world has been dominated, obviously, by this SegWit uh, lock-in that we had the other day. So um, I'm going to spend some time on that. Before I get into the market update, which I usually just start right off with the market update, I want to give shout-outs to people. This was a historic event, and it's still ongoing. This is a historic event in Bitcoin, and I wanted to give that this props where props are due. There's a lot of people during this 148 showdown this user activated software showdown that deserve some credit, deserve some talk about them. So that's what I'm going to do here. Um, special thanks go to these people. If these are the ones that stuck out in my mind, uh, Shaolin Fry, creator of the user activated software, Luke Dash Jr. Um, figured out how to make Segwit a software in the first place. A big supporter of user activated software. Couldn't have done it without him. Eric Lombroso, just I, lo I love Eric Lombroso. He is, he's so tough. He's got this, you know, Italian machismo about him. And I, I just love the guy. He's a genius. And thank you so much, Eric, for what you did for, for Bitcoin. Um, James Hilliard, author of BIP91, that tricked the 2X crowd into activating SegWit. <laughs> he probably wouldn't say that he was trying to trick him, but uh, he, he did trick him. It, it was a big trick. Samson Mao. Thank you for, for all of your commentary, all your efforts here. Uh, Rodolfo Novak of Open Dime, he, he created UASF.co, uh, um, great website, you know, got, gave lots of information to people, um, and, you know, he's been a supporter from the beginning, so thank you, Rodolfo. Um, Mr. Hoddle, Alphonse Pace, they, they kind of um, fostered this community feeling, especially on the Slack, and uh, there's other people on Slack that did an awesome job. Um, Ketcoin, Molly, there's some other people that um, deserve credit, but uh, I just can't list everybody. Uh, those guys did a great job. Slush, Slush Pool giving us some legitimacy. Um, Tone Vase for his work on YouTube. Uh, Dan Darkpill doing the dankest memes on Twitter. Just, dude, these guys are knocking it out of the park. He and this other this other account, I think Jim BTC now, making just amazing memes so thank you guys for for what you do for bitcoin um, and john light he wrote that great article where it had these uh, templates for what to send to your exchanges and um, all companies and services that you use um, and ask them to support user activated software and he had a very you know calm and rational mind and uh, i think he was uh, pivotal in in this debate so Again, I know I miss many, but those are the ones that stick out to me. I also want to thank the countless people that ran nodes. The projects that ran nodes and supported this 148. BitSquare stands out to me. Samurai stands out to me. Um, even Microsoft, this Dan, um, Daniel, it's his Twitter handle is CSU Wildcats. Um, you know, he's he's like the blockchain lead or something over there at Microsoft. Um he, he was a 148 supporter from the beginning, and, you know, he gave us this kind of uh, uh, enterprise uh, legitimacy, if you will. So that was really good. You can see a full list of these companies on UASF.co. So thank you to all those people that did that. I also want to say thank you to the people that bought the hats, wore the hats, changed your Twitter profile picture, uh, changed your Twitter uh, handle that 
you know, to show support for for the users for Bitcoin against this great corporate takeover, against these centralized miners, um, against the incentives that were broken at the time. Now we have a realigning of these incentives, and I think it, it's it's all due to everybody's support here. So thank you for everyone who just gave their general support to this stuff. Now, those are my thank yous. I want to say something to all the people out there, all the haters. All the shills, the paid shills, the sock puppet accounts, the members of the anti-Bitcoin coup, um, altcoin pushers, um, charlatan fudsters, just the general bad eggs, bad seeds out there. You lose. We win. We're getting Segwit. Segwit's activating. That's it. End of story. So don't, you know... I hope all of these people have a tarnish on them. I hope they I hope these people are stuck in altcoins and Bitcoin's gonna go to the moon and these these guys bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of dash and then dash crashes and bitcoin moons. I just ah and to all the businesses that supported this anti Bitcoin coup. I mean all these rent seeking services out there, all these businesses that want to be trusted third parties. Your companies are about to die. And I think that's a good thing. <laughs> All right. But don't don't lose our... Let's not lose our focus. Segwit is not activated yet. We still have a long way to go. And um, over the next couple weeks, you know, it's going to be a fight. Uh, don't get pulled off to this hard fork yet. Let's not start that battle. Okay? If they bring up this hard fork, say, we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about getting Segwit. We win, we win, we win. Um... And then in a couple months, then we can start talking about the hard fork. I mean, the, they're trying to, this a, Bitcoin ABC hard fork is, they're trying to pull us into this hard fork debate already because they don't want us to like celebrate that we get Segwit. But let's celebrate it. This, this ABC hard fork is BS. It's never going to work. It's never going to go anywhere. It's just another freaking altcoin. No one's going to mine it. I think they're going to merge mine it or something and have fun. All right, with your little fork, but let's not get sucked off in that direction. Let it, let's stay here and celebrate Segwit, and then you know the hard fork. When we have to worry about that, it's going to be simple compared to this whole user activated soft fork and getting Segwit in. So let's worry about that when the time comes. Laugh at it and celebrate Segwit, but keep the pressure with your 148 nodes. You got to keep running your your nodes out there. Keep uh, putting that pressure on because we don't want any funny business. And now Core, Maxwell, is talking about supporting 148 in Core. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go into a market update. So Bitstamp is 2844 when I took these numbers down. Let me look at what we're, we're at now. Bitstamp 2866, three-month futures at 2930.39. So what is that? About an $80, $75 premium. And that's growing. I think that's good. Uh, watch this. So when we break out here, we you know, we go 
bonkers because we're about to go bonkers on the last my last episode right before segwit was getting activated we started seeing this big jump in the price um right as i was recording that like after i hit record or after i could start collecting my data before i hit record that the price jumped like a hundred dollars and um i was like one file swoop we're going to all-time highs and then we're going to delay there and kind of look look at each other okay are we ready is this real we're going and now we're going to go up I, I really think we're going to go up from here be watching that futures premium though when that gets out of hand you know there will be a pullback and uh, you can't pick the top or anything i don't expect anybody to be able to pick the top but that futures uh, spread is a pretty good indicator of um irrational exuberance at that time anyway so we got that local bitcoins 24-hour volume 5.7 million that's in the t um high end of the average uh, and i think that could be going up now especially as alpha bay pressure to replace a lot of these bitcoins that were lost uh on the dark net uh, we should see that in the high side of the average for a while network volume 24 hours dollar this is the dollar volume 678 million dollars this one metric was rock solid through this whole thing so we saw the price crash uh, down to eighteen hundred dollars around eighteen hundred and this metric stayed solid that's how i knew that this wasn't like going to crash down to 1200 because um th this metric really really stayed and um, this is real use of, use of bitcoin uh it kind of is like cuts out all the fud and this is gives you a window on actual use on the blockchain and that's that's really really good now we're seeing a breakout here so uh, that just confirms everything mempool size 17 megabytes almost 20 megabytes network is functioning fine there's um, not really much to to report here this is in a range it's probably going to stay range bound uh, when this starts uh, yeah probably going to stay range bound okay difficulty estimate now five days away it's supposed to adjust a 10 percent up from here and uh, but this particular difficulty adjustment is important because that's when SegWit is going to start its um, countdown or counting to activation. And uh, so, yeah, we have this next coming one, and then the one after that would be a grace period, and then we would be able to do SegWit transactions. But, uh, yeah, it looks like 10% this time, and maybe the 10% is a new 5%. We'll have to see. If the price is mooning, then the difficulty is going to moon as well. And all, all the better because we're aligning everybody's incentives here now. Okay, let's get on. Let's do some uh, real quick, some traditional markets. So the two things I want to mention here again are gold and DXY. They kind of go hand in hand. DXY, that's the dollar index versus a basket of currencies heavily weighted, I think 60% to, to the euro. And um, the euro has been strengthening. And the dollar has been weakening. Gold therefore measured in dollars has been strengthening and now gold is again at this multi-year trend line all the way down from the 2011 highs through now we're right sitting on this trend line do we break out if we break out it could go up 13 1400 i don't know it could act as resistance once again and, and drop go uh do the dollar is approaching a bunch of support dxy is uh some major like multi-year support levels here and uh, if if that bounces then gold could bounce off that multi-year resistance um, so there's some things some different things at play we could see maybe a divergence so dxy bounces but gold breaks through that resistance 
So um, watch, be watching out for that. Eventually, it will they will both align and move together, be directly correlated. But uh, they could diverge here a little bit and let gold break out while DXY does bounce. Long term, though, I don't I don't see any monetary policy that's going to help the Fed. You know, if they're dovish and they print, the DXY is just going to go down. If they're hawkish and they um, raise interest rates and start decreasing their balance sheet, they're going to crash the economy, which makes people not want to be in the U.S. markets, which makes people not want to hold dollars and just, you know, on and on. There, there is no winning hand here. There is no winning direction for the Fed other than delay. They could just delay and have no policy decision for about a year no interest rate hikes and don't start doing their balance sheet people will get confused and you know who knows what will happen then but um the dollar is not going over 100 in the near future just all these people were saying for this is when i this was when i really started questioning vinnie lingham actually because he said this was going to be the year of the strong dollar i was like how in the hell is this going to be the year of the strong dollar 2017, the year of the strong dollar, and everyone's saying, oh, there's interest rate increases are coming, yada, yada, yada. And I was saying the whole time, no, the dollar is not going up. We're going down. And look, now we're at 93. Um, maybe find some support in this area. Maybe not. Maybe we crash all the way down to the 80s. I just, there, a lot of these things are signaling um, major a major event happening. I think like when you look at markets, there's always this argument whether do major events happen and markets kind of respond to that, like crash after a major event or um, blacks, you know, that's like black, the black swan thing. Um, they're more likely to happen when the market is ready for it. So a small little thing can set a small little news bite can set off a market crash or a market rally if the market is ready for it. And so I think there is some sort of um, catalyst coming. There's some sort of market event coming that is uh, these 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 charts. All these charts. You look at all the charts, all the forex charts, and all the um, stock market charts, and even the the bond interest rate charts. Like you look at them, something is about to happen. Something is. Um, we'll have to see what that is. But um, I I don't think that um, the Fed can say the only thing they can do in in a market shock is print money. That's it. Decrease interest rates from 1% down to zero again. They don't have much room here. Um, so, and there is no fiscal spending coming from Donald Trump's administration at this time. There's gridlock. So, I, it just doesn't look good. It does not look good for the Fed. It doesn't look good for the dollar. It doesn't look good for any of these economies. I mean, shit. China looks really healthy. <laughs> China looks really healthy, even though there's they have a huge debt problem, huge deficit problem. Um, they but they make everything, you know, and so I think they look. God, China's a cleanest shirt at this point. Clean as a dirty shirt. Anyway, Bitcoin. That's it for this update, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Ansel Linder. This is the Pow Bitcoin series of the Bitcoin and Markets podcast. I do a full length episode every week or two, and then I do these kind of daily market updates. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Um, right now I'm setting up a live Q&A or a live chat with my patrons uh, to uh, in the next couple weeks. That, that will be a good time. I also publish like some rants on there and, and other content. So 
um, you do get a little bit uh, more if you sign up for Patreon. Uh, I am dedicated to keeping this podcast ad-free. I don't want to be beholden to my advertisers or anything like that. Um, and watch what I say, you know, kind of censor myself a little bit to to not piss off my advertisers and chase them away. Um, I Most 95% of my content is free, and that's I want to keep it that way. But I would like your support, guys, uh, over on Patreon. A lot of people, a lot of content producers now. This, maybe six months ago, I started challenging these content producers to go on to Patreon. Then we saw Andreas go on there. Mad Bitcoins went on there. You know, a few other people have gone on to Patreon. And I think that's great. If you guys join Patreon because you listen to the show and you got the idea from there, um, give me a shout out on, on your show and let's have this synergistic flow of support. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Kyle Torpy and... Aaron Van Verden, the two best journalists in the space. You guys need to get on Patreon too and have people support you that way. That's a wrap. See you next time. Thanks for listening.